Former councillor Michael Abbey is laid to rest. Article by Elizabeth Lee. Hundreds of people paid tribute to Michael Abbey, a retired school teacher and former councillor who served the town and county of Carlow for almost 20 years, from 1994 until his retirement in 2013. Councillors from all parties, including his own party, Fine Gael, council officials, teachers, school principals, business people and the general public paid tribute to Michael when his death was announced last Wednesday, the 2nd of December. A gentleman, courteous and kind, and great fun, were just some of the descriptions that were used to describe the man who was originally from Tobinstown, but who settled in Carlow with his wife Bridie. He was a friend, colleague, mentor, but above all, a gentleman true and true, said former TD and councillor Pat Deering. Mayor of Carlow, Councillor Fergal Brown, described Michael as a great mentor and a person's person, who was committed to his family and community, while former councillor Wayne Fennell also remembered him fondly as a great mentor. And councillor William Patton recalled his wicked, infectious sense of humour and unique laugh. Michael served on both Carlow Town Council, where he represented West Carlow, and on Carlow County Council, and served as Cahirloch on both during his career. He also represented his council in many capacities, including on the local authorities' members' association and on trips abroad. As a teacher, he worked in Benakerry National School before moving to St. Cullum Kills National School in Moon, where he was principal from 1973 to 2001 when he retired. Aside from his career in teaching and politics, Michael was very involved in his community and in helping others, including his involvement in the community games. He passed away peacefully in St. Luke's Hospital, Kilkenny, after a short illness. He and Bridie were the adoring parents of Michelle, Sharon, Carl and Denise, and he was predeceased by his baby daughter Karen. Michael was laid to rest on Saturday in St. Mary's Cemetery, Carlow, after Requiem Mass was celebrated in the Church of the Holy Family, Aske. 37 students on waiting list to get a place at Tullow Community School. Article by Elizabeth Lee. School children have been put on a waiting list to get into Tullow Community School despite being born and raised in the town. The school has been hugely oversubscribed for the 150 places in the next academic year, with the result that 37 youngsters have been put on a waiting list. I have had a few calls from people whose children have been born and reared in the town and haven't gotten a place in the school. They're very disappointed. There was a significant extension built onto the school in recent years, so you'd have to ask what's happening. I'm not criticising the school, but I'd like to know the circumstances, Councillor William Patton told the Nationalist. Tullow Community School Principal Paul Thornton said he understood that people were disappointed and annoyed, but advised them to wait because the school was still at an early part of processing the applicants. He also said that the Department of Education wouldn't necessarily provide the school with more resources to cope with the extra numbers. Though every year in the school is oversubscribed, this is the first time that applicants for first years were so high. The school's board of management had settled on 150 places being made available for the 2021 intake of students, but 187 people applied.
Of that number, 70 were automatically accepted into the school because they had a sibling attending. However, there were still 103 young people who fitted the criteria of being from the catchment area and they were vying for one of the 80 remaining places. A lottery was held and the first 80 names were given a seat at next year's academic table, leaving 37 on a waiting list. Mr Thornton said that to accommodate all of the new applicants, two new classes would have to be created and that would put a strain on the school's teaching resources, especially for the fifth years who would have fewer subject choices and classes. Mr Thornton also reckons that not all of the 37 students on the waiting list will need a place at Tullos CS because they'll find an alternative school. Some parents double book, so to speak, and then cherry-pick the school that they want, said Mr Thornton. One reason the school is so oversubscribed is that the population of Tullow has doubled in the last 20 years, while another reason is that it's become a victim of its own success. Before this, students living on the edge of our catchment areas would have gone to other schools. Now, though, we've become the school to go to, or for students from other schools to transfer to. We're seen as the school of choice for many parents, concluded Mr Thornton. Objections could result in loss of big contracts. Article by Michael Tracy. A well-known Carlo businessman has appealed for people not to object to an expansion of his workshop as it will result in the loss of business. Thomas Project Management Limited hopes to compete for large bridge-building contracts after it was granted planning permission for an extension to its steel workshop on the Athai Road by Carlo County Council. However, Company Director Gwyn Thomas fears the company will lose out on the contracts if this permission is appealed to onboard Planala. He said it will delay the investment of €700,000 into the site for up to six months and will cause it to lose out on bids it has made for two major bridges in Ireland. Thomas Thompson Limited currently employs 62 people at its Athai Road facility and would increase that number if the projects were to go ahead. We want to employ 10 to 15 more guys, but we can't because we do not have the space, he said. We are going to lose out to the Spanish or English. They are going to get in and start competing with us and everything we do. Once they get a foothold in here, it's like football. They get 10 points ahead and it's hard to catch up. The original application attracted an objection from a couple who live along the Athai Road on the grounds the extension was out of character for the area and would negatively impact it. Mr Thomas said he had tried a number of times to allay their fears. He said there would not be a significant increase of activity at the site. There would be the same amount of deliveries coming in and out. They would just be bigger. He had a simple message to any objectors. Please tell me what you want me to do so I can meet whatever objection you have. That's as straightforward as I can be. If the worst-case scenario should happen, Mr Thomas said the company will continue to operate, but it will be in a more challenging environment. He asked people to consider the damage that will be done to the local Carlo economy if the investment is delayed or cancelled. We are going to have enough hassle with Brexit when that comes along. 40% of our business goes to the UK. I still think that 40% of our business is going to be going to the UK. It will probably take two weeks longer, but I think we will still have our UK customers. 
Earlier this year, Gwyn Thomas's other company, Thomas Thompson Holdings Limited, had objected to a planning application at Fairgreen Shopping Centre when it conflicted with its interests at Carlow Retail Park. Mr Thomas denied his appeal to potential objectors was hypocritical. He said people were free to make objections, but added, it's trying to get the damage across of what it means to appeal it. That is what I'm trying to do. No injection needed with free flu vaccine for kids. Article by Michael Tracy. Carlovians are urged to get their children vaccinated against the flu ahead of family gatherings over Christmas. Children between the ages of 2 and 12 years can get the nasal flu vaccine for free this year. But local Irish College of General Practitioner spokesperson, Bagnallstown GP Dr Pascal O'Dee, has seen a take-up of only 25%. We need to stop flu circulating come Christmas in January. Think of the number of people coming together over Christmas, he said. With a health system that has struggled with Covid, if we can push back the flu, we'll have only one enemy this Christmas, not two. Dr O'Dee said there was some misconception that the vaccine was delivered by syringe rather than a spray. Kids go out smiling. It's literally a little spray up one nostril and then the other. Two minutes, out the door. People are encouraged to contact their local GP for more information. Some pharmacies are also providing the vaccine. In Carlow Town, the Dolman Family Medical Practice will hold its final flu vaccine clinic on Saturday the 12th of December in the Youth Centre on Green Lane. The clinic will cater for at-risk groups and there's no charge for children between 2 and 13 while a private flu vaccine is also available for those who want it at a cost of €30. Patients can use the practice Facebook page to access booking forms. Email info at dolmanmedical.ie or phone 059-9132-450. Complaints made about aggressive begging. Article by Michael Tracy. There has been an increase in begging complaints over recent weeks in Carlow Town. Councillor Fergal Brown raised the matter at a recent meeting of Carlow Joint Policing Committee and said he had received complaints of beggars being quite aggressive. He quizzed what was happening in light of bylaws that had been passed specifically to counter begging. Sergeant Connor Egan said that he too had received complaints from local businesses. He said begging had not been an issue for two years due to implementation of the bylaws. The bylaws allow Gardaí to issue on-the-spot fines of €75. If the fines are not paid within 21 days, a prosecution follows. It was a problem that had died away. In the last week or two, speaking to business people, it's probably one or two persons coming back into the town centre. Sergeant Egan said the bylaws are beneficial as they have kept begging out of the court system. We felt it had been removed from the town centre, although it did go to outer areas like petrol stations, he said. Superintendent Aidan Brennan added that Garthy are watching out for begging while on patrol. Walkers not wearing high-vis should be fined. Brown. Article by Michael Tracy. People who walk at night without high-vis should be fined, according to a county councillor. 
A letter will be sent to government about the matter after it was pushed for by Councillor Fergal Brown at a recent meeting of Carlow Joint Policing Committee. Councillor Brown believed Gardaí should have the power to impose fines. There are a lot of people wearing high-vis, walking, running and cycling, and it makes a huge difference to road safety. Unfortunately, at this time of the year, people are wearing dark clothes and they cannot be seen. Replying, Superintendent Aidan Brennan said, There was no legislation, but Gardaí typically kept high-vis items in their patrol cars. If they come across people at night they feel should be wearing a high-vis jacket, often they will give them out. Councillor Brown successfully pushed for the JPC to write to the relevant government department. When you see the number of pedestrians killed, let alone injured, we should take that extra step, he said. Downward trend in crime during 2020. Article by Michael Tracy. There has been a downward trend in reported crime in Carlow this year, although drug detections and sexual offences have increased. Thefts, burglaries, assaults, public order offences and criminal damage in Carlow were all down in the first 10 months of 2020 compared with the same period last year. Speaking at a recent meeting of the Carlow Joint Policing Committee, Superintendent Aidan Brennan said, Crime has been trending downwards in the past several months. This is due to largely less activity on the roads, less nighttime economy, retail economy. Everyone is at home and that reduces opportunities for criminals. Provisional crime figures were shared at the meeting which may be subject to change. There was a significant increase in the number of drugs offences. A total of 396 detections included 282 for personal use and 105 for the purpose of sale or supply. Superintendent Brennan said the figures were testament to the work of the drugs unit personnel at Carlo Garda Station, doubled in recent times. We have four fantastic young people running it and they are doing a marvellous service to Carlo, added Superintendent Brennan. As recently as last week, significant detections have been made at COVID checkpoints. Sexual offences were also up to 41 from 33. Superintendent Brennan said victims of sexual crime should have the confidence to contact Angarda Siakana. I want to assure them they will be dealt with extremely compassionately. There had been 302 theft offences in comparison to 508 last year. Burglary reports were also down to 76 compared with 129 last year. Assaults and public order offences were down on last year too. There were 94 assault complaints, both minor and serious, compared with 125 the year previous. Superintendent Brennan noted that with pubs and nightclubs closed, some of the assaults were taking place in homes. Drink driving and drug driving were also up with 141 detections, this compared with 121 on the previous year. In regards to road traffic policing, there were 1,478 detections of speeding offences, up from 953. 25% rise in domestic violence since lockdown began in March. Article by Michael Tracy. There has been an increase in domestic incidents and breaches of court orders related to domestic violence in Carlow since the COVID-19 pandemic hit our shores. 
Carlos Topgarda stated firmly that anyone who breaches a court order related to domestic violence would be arrested. There was a zero tolerance to breaches of court orders such as barring, protection and safety orders. Our policy is absolutely pro-arrest. If we are called to a house where there is a court order enforced, the respondent will be arrested, end of, and brought before a court, said Carlo Superintendent Aidan Brennan. At a recent meeting of Carlo Joint Policing Committee, Superintendent Brennan shared provisional figures of breaches in court protection orders that are granted to victims of domestic violence, including barring, protection and safety orders. 34 breaches were reported between March and October of this year, compared with 25 in 2019. This represented an increase of 25%. In relation to call-outs to domestic incidents where there were no court orders, there had been 172, compared with 149 in the same period in 2019, an increase of 15%. Councillor Fergal Brown said there had been a lot of debate about the need for a refuge for women in Carlow and wondered did the figures back it up. He asked was there a breakdown of whether there were disputes between families or visitors. Superintendent Brennan said there was not that level of detail. Anton Scheel from Carlow Women's Aid thanked the Gardaí for their work and said that communication between Women's Aid and the Gardaí is working well. This year, more than any other year, we have seen more barring orders being granted than less safety orders, said Mr Scheel. Referring to the question of a refuge, Mr Scheel said barring orders allowed women and families to stay in their homes safely, while the respondent was forced to leave. Superintendent Brennan added that Gardaí called back to homes following domestic incidents where there was no court order to check on people's welfare. Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor felt the real picture of domestic violence was probably not emerging as it was happening behind closed doors at home. Online bragging about sale of drugs. A counsellor said people are bragging online about their involvement in the illegal sale of drugs and fireworks. Ratvilly councillor Brian O'Donoghue made the comment at a recent meeting of the Carlow Joint Policing Committee. They are effectively bragging by taking part in these activities, putting up drugs for sale or saying they are selling fireworks. Councillor O'Donoghue asked if promoting illegal activity online was an offence. Superintendent Aidan Brennan said it was not an offence in itself, but it should be brought to attention of Gardaí. Superintendent Brennan also said the information could be used to obtain a warrant to search the defendant's home.